Welcome, Highfalutin Ski Bum Podcast, episode number 138, and it is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? What's up is, uh, it's an interesting time of year. So, things are changing, things are getting good, things are kind of not changing, I don't know, it's weird, weird for me down here. I can imagine, you don't have that, that shift in weather that we have in these, in the north up here. The shift so. for me is it stopped being 98 degrees and it started being like 85, which is like, oh, this is awesome. And people are wearing long pants and jackets and scarves now. Yeah, get to wear the arm pants too. You know, the long sleeve shirts, arm oh, pants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at you, fancy city boy, wearing the arm pants. Arm pants. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Please check us out, skibumpodcast.com. We've just redesigned it, got our new logo. We've got it looks this. fantastic. Yeah, it's again, it's still still editing it. It's been been tough the last couple of weeks. A lot of things been going on, but yeah, I'm still in there almost every day making little tweaks and changes. So I think it, I think it looked turned out really cool. Each, you know, each podcast episode as it, you know, it's always had its own page, but now I think it has more personality to it. We've put a little more effort into making each one unique, got some fun artwork on there, some more additional pictures. So I think I think you guys will really enjoy it if you check it out. So check it out at skibumpodcast.com. We also have a subscribe and support section there now. Do it. Subscribe and support us. Yeah, we'd really appreciate it. We're on all the different podcasting platforms except Spotify, which I have to get us on. What? That's right, a bit, I'm that's writing a that. That's another project. Yeah, it's a This Weekend project. It's on my massive list of things that... I need to do, but never do, but that's on there. But yeah, we're on Stitcher. We're on iTunes. We're on Google play. We're on all those. So, and don't forget YouTube, YouTube. Yes. Videos coming. If it's not going to be there this week, you're going to be regret that it's not there because you're going to be one week older than when it gets there. That's, that's very deep. Yes. Yeah. So there is also a support page, which we're still kind of building out. But right now we have some, uh, some cryptocurrency QR codes. So, you know, if you're down with Bitcoin or Ethereum and you want to send us a little, you know, a little, Hey guys, nice work, really digging what you're doing. And you want to, you know, drop us a few Satoshis. We would love that. Dude, they would be digging our fucking outfits right now. Oh man. Matching outfits. Yeah, we really got to post the video of this because <laughs> we have some pretty fresh orange jumpsuits that we're both we both have right now. It's only going to get better. There's going to be a lot more postings. <laughs> I got to tell you, you got to you know, stay tuned because shit's going to get weird in the next couple of weeks. Snowshow is going to be fucking great. I'm excited about how weird things are going to get because you know, we've talked about it before. You know, we've been doing this for three plus years now. We really haven't, we haven't made any money off of this, as you can tell. But we're trying to really start pushing this and, and making it more of a, a viable lifestyle and career. And, you know, we're... Uh, it, Brian, I've, I've, if hugs were money, we would be rich as hell right now. Totally. We get, yes. we get a lot of hugs. We get a lot of love from people. A lot of hugs and a lot of awes. Yeah, we get a lot of awes. But you know, it's one of those things, you know, we you get to a point in your life where you just you you kind of realize what you love doing. And when you're not doing it hundred percent of the time and you realize that other things are getting in your way and that you're one day closer to death, those other things that get in the way of the things you enjoy 
don't only just become annoying, they become the enemy. And when you start fighting that enemy, that's when real change can happen and real positive things can happen. And you wake up and you're excited about life again, not just dreading a commute and dreading a job that just sucks time out of your small, short little existence. So we're pushing that. We're, we're just, uh, we're, we're going out, we're guns a blazing right now. So we've, at first it was a little like hesitant with everything and didn't like talking about it. Now it's like just pulling out the howitzer every day and just letting the chips fall where we are. Just blow shit are, up. We are. You have, you, you people didn't know who we are. Like, you know, people that we've known for a while, like, oh yeah, by the way, boom, that's who we are. It's ready, fire, aim these days. You know, ah. we're just, just, just shooting. We were hiding in plain sight and now we're in fucking plain sight now. Yeah, so and we're if start- you see us if you see us in the orange jumpsuit, make sure you come up, give us a hug at least. We, we we like if you can't give us cash, just give us a little hug. That works. That's right. You know, it's just it just it's just knowing. You know, we're not begging for money or anything. We lo- we love some support, but you know what? We just love doing this. You know, and if if you guys are enjoying listening and you got some friends who might be interested, like just let them know. Have them check it out. Skibumpodcast.com and. Follow us on the socials, twitter.com slash ski bum podcast, facebook.com slash ski bum podcast, instagram.com slash ski bum podcast. We've been doing different themes on Instagram the last couple of weeks, probably do the rest of the, the ski season, but we've been doing like Matterhorn Mondays and Telluride Tuesdays and Whistler Wednesdays. Make it something fun, you know, like places that we've been and we've loved. We have all these great pictures that have, you know, they're, they're kind of older ones from the last couple of years that when we went there, but we just have them sitting there. We might as well, you know, share them and that share. sort of conversation too. You know, that's, that's kind of what we love doing is having these conversations around skiing and, and around the mountains. So, you know, if it's kind of like, like levels of support, right? So if you see us on Instagram, give us a like, give us a follow. Maybe if you see us in real life, you know, there's different levels. Some levels are the hugs, some levels are the bro hugs, some levels are like the, you know, the fist pump or, you know, the, you know, the, the cool, like little the surface shaka. thing, little yeah. shaka. Maybe a little wink, maybe a little head nod, you know, kind of goes down from there. Like whatever, whatever you feel, you know, what your feeling is that day. Just give us a little, Hey, what's going on, man? That's right. A little fist bump, a little foul Friday. It's all good. Just, uh, you know, we're just, we just want this to get into people's ears who might be interested. You know, that's really what it comes down to. You know, it's not for everybody. That's for sure. But people who are of a like-minded, like mindsets as you know, we and you, the listeners, then spread the word, spread the love. We'd appreciate that. Also, Pinterest, boom, boom. highfalutins, and uh, what's the other one? SoundCloud, highfalutin Sound. ski bum. Yeah, YouTube okay. as well. Just search for us, highfalutin ski bums. Again, it's all on the website skibumpodcast.com, which has been redone. There again, I know there's I'm been through Alexa. I know, yeah, Alexa, Google Home. Yeah, In theory, she probably doesn't understand it because you know. Siri's getting smarter because I think she understands high flute and ski bumps. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, another reason I know she's getting smarter. Yeah. The sites, <laughs> I know the site definitely has bugs, but I'm, I'm, I'm still battling, battling through those, but we're getting there and He's beating back the beat. I'm getting beaten by the beat is what's happening. Unfortunately, <sighs> getting whapped over the head. Like with that homie, the clown thing. He's so beat people with. So you rope a doping, you rope a doping. You're like Rocky. You're going to get mad. Yeah, I'm getting clotheslined by life, but getting mad. It's temporary, and it's a beautiful it's thing. Moment between Clever Lang knocking him down and him knocking out Clever Lang. Just I'm saying. just, I'm just seeing that. I'm getting that eye of the tiger right now. I'm getting the eye, eye of the tiger. tiger. You can do that in your jumpsuit now. 
That's right. Oh, it's so orange. It's so orange. <laughs> We're on a night with no batteries on it. Just fucking no, everybody's seen. It's kind of, yeah, it's it, it, like hunting. It's like orange for hunting. It's so orange. I'm going to have to ski in this. You know, ski I'm surprised it. people who are like you know, really pro animal, why don't they just paint the animals orange? Like the, the deer and stuff. Because then the yeah. hunters will be like, oh, it's probably a person. I'm like, well, this is an orange deer that went by. Yeah, it was Put an like orange. a jacket on them. It'd be great. Yeah. There's probably a whole market. I'll probably on Etsy. I'm sure there's like orange deer sweaters you can buy. They're actually Sweater. sweaters for deer. But it's orange camouflage. So is it camouflage or is it orange? I, I don't understand. That's the tough one. Yeah, that's the rub. Well, while Mario's looking that up, we might as well just dive right in to how we always start the episode. It's time for Opre today. Hey Mario, do you want to start us off? I do. And the only thing that came up for orange deer sweaters were orange, ugly Christmas sweaters with deer on them. Yeah, I'm figured. Figure that right. Perhaps we can corner the orange deer sweater market. Ready for it? That's a good sound, right? That's like a commercial sound. Anyway, that wasn't a, a package sound. That was fresh and live. So, um, Siren Brewery, which is in the UK. Hello to our friends in the UK. We have a lot of them. Um, Twig and Berries eight five six. Shout out to you. Um, <laughs> For fuck's sake, 893, welcome. We have all our friends out there. So this is from Siren Craft Brew uh, in collaboration with um, Cigar City. They did a Carib- or Caribbean chocolate cake. So how do you say it in the UK? Caribbean or Caribbean? Uh, let's go with Caribbean. I'll say Caribbean. Um, so 7.4% alcohol it is an ale with cocoa nibs, lactose, and aged on cypress wood. So I don't know what lactose is. I mean, it sounds pornographic, like I am not breastfeeding, but uh, they put lactose in the beer. So I don't understand how that happens. Is is this made with breast milk? Breast milk? Well, I don't think... Lact- Caribbean breast milk? <laughs> Lactating and lactose are the same thing. So was it milk they put in there or like the milk flavor? Like what is lactose? Well, I know it's a it's a big thing in the craft beer market right now. It's super hot. It's hot. It's hot like hot fire. Super hot. It is a sugar present in milk. Ooh, milk sugar. Mm. It is a milky malty disaccharide containing glucose and glucose units. That's good because I haven't had my disaccharide uh, intake for the day yet. There you go. I'm not reaching that yet. So this is an, an American stout is the style. 7.4 and it's a rotating availability. So I guess they did this collaboration. They brew it once in a while. Uh, the histogram for how it got, it got all the way up to a 4.14 on uh, Beer Advocate out of five. So they're rating an exceptional beer. Now I've had it. Um, it's been breathing for about 30 seconds now. I've been yapping and I'm going to drink it. Yeah, so lac is the Latin term for milk, and os is the name of sugars. So, mm. all right, so you, you definitely get like a smoky American stout front end, and then as it finishes on the palate, uh, that's where the lactose, I think, a uh, little malty, milky flavor comes from. It's uh, actually really good. 
Uh, cypress wood, I taste a little woody flavor, but I don't know the difference between cypress or some other wood, so I'm assuming that's it. Um, yeah, this is really good. It's actually, I, I actually pretty, I actually kind of like this. Uh, this would probably be amazing on tap. It's in a bottle. The bottle's been sitting in the fridge for a while. Um, but this is, this is a really good stout. I gotta say, very flavorful. This is a good sipping one. Um, yeah, I taste a little chocolate, a little. So it's interesting. They, they put cocoa nibs, lactose, and cypress wood in it. So they add a lot of stuff to it, but I don't know. It came out pretty good. Not sweet. It sounds Stout. pretty tasty, yeah. So it's not thick and syrupy like a porter. Uh, had a second sip, and actually, second sip tasted better. I think your palate adjusts. Okay. Much richer, uh, still not sweet, but like actually really good, rich, smoky, just kind of delicious flavor. Mm, I like it. Well done. Tip my hat to you. Sounds good. Great recommendation, Twiggenberries, and uh, (laughs) thanks for letting me know. Nailed it. What do you got, Brian? So I... It's an interesting story how I got to my apres today. It really isn't that interesting. It's semi-interesting. I have a friend who's moving. Another friend moving to Florida. Boom! Where in Florida? Florida. East Coast. East Coast. East Coast. And they had a uh, a going away party. Sit around here. East Coast is the least coast. Oh wow, boom. that's uh, that's pretty yeah. that's pretty deep for a Floridian. So I'm pretty impressed. That's great. They don't say that, but I just kind of rhymed, so I just said it. They do now. <laughs> so they're moving, and I think they got packed up either yesterday or today. So they were trying to. They had a party on on Sunday, went there. And one of the things that they did, which was pretty awesome, is they they had a a finished basement and they had a a great bar set up down there. And they they were told by the moving company that they couldn't move alcohol, Mm -hmm. at least not like open bottles. And they didn't want to deal with having to like, you know, pack things fancily or there was some sort of charge for packing all these bottles. So they had this like really nicely stocked bar. And uh, my buddy's like, dude, just grab whatever three bottles you want from like party bar. So of course I went for the most expensive fancy brown liquors. You know You're that guy. You that guy that's like scouting out the liquor. Oh, dude, I was scouting it all out. I'm like just tabulating <laughs> things in my head. So instead of three bottles, I actually walked away with five bottles. Boom! Look at you. And. And if he's listening you, now, yeah, it's Brian got away with the five. Totally fine. Like he didn't care at all. And and it's funny because his brother-in-law was like, oh, they got Tito's. Nice. And he's taking all these bottles of Tito's. I'm like. <laughs> you have your Tito's. Have your phone with your Tito. You I know what Tito's there. Yeah. Cowboy. So what I grabbed, the first thing I grabbed was an unopened bottle of Booker's bourbon. Boom. That's nice. like a $70 bottle of bourbon, 75 bucks. And while was, somebody's grabbing a mad dog that's on there. So I grabbed that one. Then I grabbed a bottle of unopened bullet as well. Nice. The, uh, right. the bourbon, not the rye. That, and man. then he broke out something he got as a gift. It was one of those like Suntory Japanese whiskeys. Oh, nice. It was like in the box still. And yeah, that bro. one, I looked it up. It was like $75 for that one too. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, took, I'm looking at almost 200 bucks in bourbon already. Yeah. And then the one, the, 
the ghetto thing that I got, which is actually something I have before and really enjoy, and I'm drinking right now, uh, was a probably three quarter full bottle of the Balvenie Doublewood Scotch. Nice. Which this is what I what I refer to people if they're looking to get into Scotch and they want something kind of really very palatable and light and smooth. This is the this is what I usually recommend. It's aged 12 years in two distinct casks. Well, it's two different kinds of oak casks. And the first one is a traditional whiskey oak cask. And the second one is a uh, a sherry cask, which brings a fruity, honeyed depth to the malt. So yeah, you get a little bit of vanilla. You get a little bit of honey. I get almost a little banana bread flavor to it. Banana you know, bread. Look at that. I like it. A little bit. I could be making that up totally. I don't know. But uh, I'm feeling banana bread when I'm, when I'm drinking this. I'm drinking that, waiting for the nana. What's going on? Mm. So it's a it's a really smooth, easy to drink scotch. So I would highly recommend this if you're not into like anything too smoky or too complicated. It's a it's a pretty nice scotch. So I got a nice haul this past weekend. Nice I'm haul. Sure, I'll be breaking some of those out. Um, I just want to know, Brian, were you able to snag? another four locos to have a matching pair of four locos 2004 no. vintage well it's 2010 vintage 2010 uh, vintage All 2010 right. vintage yeah i'm still waiting for the day when that like i don't even know what sort of thing like what kind of event would you even celebrate with four loco somebody getting out of jail definitely that's a big um, one yeah that's a big one um somebody going into jail that's you are not the father <laughs> that's your, your appearance on uh, Jerry Springer or who's the Steve Wilco's show? Oh. God. Uh, if you're on Wilco's show, like, don't you don't you get that? Like, that's the show. You're gonna be like, attorney tested for something or maternity tested for something. I don't even know what show you're talking about, to be honest. You gotta watch more daytime TV. No, I don't. It's occasionally yeah. at the gym, and I want to just, I just like take, I, I I cover it with a towel because I hate it so much. <laughs> Between working at home. And being near old people, old people love that shit. They love cheaters. <laughs> they love Steve Wilkos and they love Jerry Springer. And they love to yell at it too. Yeah. The eight year old mom is sitting there yelling at Steve. Yeah, he cheated on you. <laughs> like, yeah, this is the show, mom. But God. Don't call her during freaking Wheel of Fortune Jeopardy. That's it. Yeah. Well, those are, those, those dedicated, require a lot of dedication and focus. Got a following, man. If we get out of the following for the podcast, like they have for that show, fucking gold mine. Dude, Vanna gold White has, is worth like $50 million. <laughs> and she doesn't even have to touch anything. She's like a skeleton now too. She's been there like 45 years, hasn't she? Girl looking good. Yeah. It might not even be her. It could be a hologram for all <laughs> That's it. They just cloned her, like copied her <laughs> face and 3D printed it on someone else, some other broad's head. Modern technology. They're using her likeness. She's sitting on a beach somewhere. <laughs> that's the move. Apparently her and Pat Sajak hate each other too. Oh, that's awesome. I love like the uncomfortable tension. Like yeah. that's what, I, that's what you pay for. You want to, you want to see them go at it. Like when they're at the end of the career, they're going to just have a full on brawl right there. Yeah. Celebrity death match right on the show. You know, you wish those kind of shows would be live so that there's a possibility of something like that <laughs> happening. But they're you know, all so castrated and scripted and just lame down. Well, that's even the sadness of the 10 second delay. I want people to know there's no delay, like a show where there's absolutely no delay. Everybody knows that. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised they haven't gone there. Jerry, 
I, I think should be there. All right. So while we're uh, doing the opera, uh, and you're talking about getting a good haul, you may want to put this in the ultimate whiskey protection. <laughs> so there is the whiskey vault, um, which is by the ultimate whiskey vault. And it is by whiskey vault. Um, dot tw what's dot tw i have no idea what that is i don't even know it's like total whiskey i have no idea it's, a, it's like a special url but anyway yeah, you what can punch would that be the dot tw domain taiwan tw i have no idea but anyway so maybe it is taiwan because you have to protect it's taiwan yes it's taiwan so that means you have to protect your whiskey that much in taiwan because people steal whiskey like crazy Kind of like Brian going to somebody's house and just jacking like jacking all their unopened good <laughs> stuff, yeah. Like looking like I am, I am my eyes on that. Like I got an eye on that. Uh, so this has a lot of cool features. So there's a bulletproof window, and it's not a window. Like the entire face of it is like glass, which is great and elegant looking. It looks like a nice display case, um, but it's actually bulletproof. Uh, this solid steel plate construction. 355 millimeter vault doors with locking bolts, uh, tri-spoke handle, UL certified electronic lock system, uh, solid exotic wood cabinet with 800 kilogram capacity leveling casters. So that thing is made to handle heavy stuff. And, uh, 800 kilograms. That's, that's what, like 1600 pounds, right? That's a lot of fucking weight. That is a lot of weight. So it's it's like a safe. You could actually put your cash next to the whiskey, and it's just a safe. <laughs> yeah, you could turn it into like just like the the voyeur safe if you wanted to. It's just a regular safe. Like, yeah, let let robbers see it, and you're not going to get into it, bitches. But you never get this. You never get this. <laughs> That's when you just start putting fake shit in there. Just like, ha ha, this is fake money. Oh, counterfeit. Like one hundred dollar bill on top of a stack of like green paper. Uh, and they're individually numbered custom to order so uh, made in Taiwan look at that so now uh, what happened if you put like all of your malort in there would some alarm kind of go off you never know man like you might be the big malort collector like think of it this way if you're a robber and you break in you see that fucking whiskey safe you're like I don't know what it is because I'm not like a big whiskey drinker or malort drinker you're just trying to steal it because you're like, oh, there's some good shit in there, right? It could be four locos. It could be like a ton of four locos. You have no idea. Maybe these are special four locos. Maybe there's something in the four loco. I don't know. Yeah. Now that, Maybe you put your have... money in the four loco can in the safe. So it looks like there's four loco, but there's like cash mm-hmm. in the can. There you go. So these things start at $6,000. Chump change. Six. Well, I mean, you have to ask yourself, is your whiskey collection worth putting in a $6,000 safe? It's got to be worth more than six grand. So you got a few bottles of Pappy special Pappies in there and some other stuff. Like I said, you get some rubies some diamonds, like some other shit like sprinkled in there. I just use it as a show off safe. <laughs> you have like a dope sand- stuff in there. It's like, this is a bulletproof window. I've had like, buddy. I like sandwiches, like your lunch in there. <laughs> Nobody's getting my goddamn lunch. Be delicious. Tacos, maybe tacos. Mm. Yeah, this is pretty cool. If you guys want to check it out, <clears throat> I ate tacos again for lunch today. So taco eating fiend. I'm not disappointed because I ate tacos yesterday. 
I had tacos today. I think I've almost eaten. So I was actually going to, I was thinking about putting a taco counter on my Instagram post. So every time I eat tacos, take a picture of the tacos and be like, here's my count for the week. Like, cause I think in two weeks, last week, I think we were talking, I think I ate probably like over 20 tacos in two weeks, which isn't bad. I mean, I wasn't even trying. I was just like, and that was actually like in a week and a half, I ate the 20 tacos. So I'm like, I really want to, I can a shit ton of tacos. Like, you should put that at the top of your resume whenever you're <laughs> applying for a job. Weekly total of tacos. Taco consumption. Taco consumption for the week. Boom. Peaked. Peaked. I'll have to put it. Peaked at. Yeah. 112. Boom. Same. I want what's the Guinness World Record taco eating number? Well, while you're looking that up, I think we should drop it to we have one more story in the app right today. And it's that Elon Musk is entering the booze industry and has trademarked Tesla Kila. Awesome. Yeah. What started as an April fool's joke on Twitter may become a reality for Elon Musk and the company Tesla. Last week, Tesla filed a patent application with the U S patent and trademark office. That's for a tequila aptly called Tesla Kila. While mocking criticisms in April that Tesla was bankrupt, joke Musk joked on Twitter that he was found passed out against the Tesla Model 3 surrounded by Tesla Kilo bottles. The tracks of dried tears still visible on his cheeks. However, nice. the billionaire entrepreneur is well known for making his outlandish jokes on social media become a reality. That may be the case with Tesla Kilo too. Dude, that's like Trace Comas. Trace Comas. I fucking love it. <laughs> Tequila. Oh God, that was so great. Yeah. All right. So tacos, somebody ate 103 tacos in eight minutes. Jesus. That's 25 pounds of tacos in 10 minutes. Oh, somebody ate 25. Oh, sorry. That was the poutine record. <laughs> somebody ate 25 pounds of poutine. 25 pounds of poutine. God damn. This is that- French fries with shit on them. Was that before legalization of weed or after? That was before. <laughs> wow. That. That's, that's really impressive then. Anyway, so I'm thinking Trace Comas for uh, for Tesla. It's It seems that way. Or what about a car that actually ran on Tesla Kila? <sighs> Maybe that's next. Maybe that's going to add boost. Or like, I'll give it more horsepower. Just pour a bottle of that in there. Man, that label looks pretty good. It's pretty. It's pretty funny. It's like a spray painted gold bottle too, right? Yeah, right. <clears throat> I like it. I wonder how good it is. Uh, I couldn't get it. Well, it's got to exist first. Elon Musk, can you send us a bottle of tequila? Because they had the uh, the patent, and it, it was filed as an intent for use application. So they're not currently making it, but have a good faith intention to in the future. I'm going to write to our buddy Elon Musk and ask if we can have a bottle. That would be great. We could probably get one. Going on right now. That's another note. Yeah, he tweeted out a couple weeks ago that Tesla Kila is coming soon and provided a visual approximation of the proposed tequila bottle. We'll stay tuned for that. Might be a uh, spoiler, but we might have the first... Uh, sponsor of the podcast. Just saying, Tesla Kila. <laughs> that would be pretty amazing, yes. I don't want to spoil it. I'm just saying. Get some Tesla Kila skis. That's, oh, 
Fuck right? yeah, shirts, skis, hats, like God, yeah. like God. Do it ski up. Ski goggles. Right? Like, like drunk driving goggles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tesla Kilo driving shoes. Driving shoes. Like actual, like nice driving shoes. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Mm-mm. All right, with that, it's time to take a ride. Let's get into the Genjula. So, Mario, you want this first one? <laughs> sure. Who doesn't want this one? I'm so annoyed at this. <laughs> so, the bomb arm of the law. South Korea says it will arrest citizens who smoke weed in Canada. So, I guess the area code, you know, dispensation doesn't count in South Korea. Um, I thought South Korea was the cool Korea. Isn't that... It used to be, till this. I thought it always been that North is the assholes and South is the cool Koreans. And now... Their their head's big since Pyeongchang, since they had the fucking Olympics. I guess so. So, for South Koreans in Canada... Uh, the police in their home country have no problem harshing their mellow. So Canada became the second country in the world to legalize recreational marijuana last week. But for South Koreans hoping to try the drug, um, they're actually saying they've been repeatedly told not to partake in this newfound freedom. And they set out another warning this week. And they're saying weed smokers will be punished according to Korean law, even if they did so in countries where smoking marijuana is legal. So there won't be an exception. So they're, they're saying if you're traveling on business or recreation, you go to Canada from Korea, South Korea, they're going to they're gonna arrest you. So I don't exactly know how they're going to do it. But yeah, how gonna, the hell are they even going to test for this? I don't know. So they're trying to project an image of a drug-free nation, blah, blah, blah. So they can't screen everyone who visited a foreign country, but the police maintain that a black, that, that they're going to maintain a blacklist that leads to certain individuals being quote-unquote supervised. So... What a bunch of bullshit that is. That is so ridiculous. Like you're going into a country where it's legal to do it, and then they're going to go back to their stupid country, and then they're going to get in trouble for it. Yeah, it's like, just weird. It's it's stupid, is what it is. You know, like this is a bunch of yeah. And, but isn't like a part of like South Korean culture to go out and get completely shit faced with your coworkers? Yes, it's like required. Like if you work yeah. for South Korea, you go out. Like you can't even. You got to call like the home and be like. I am like, you call your wife or your husband. Like, I can't come home tonight. Like, I know we had plans. I know it's your mom's birthday, but I got to go out with my boss and he's taking us out. They call it, there's some name for it. And they go out and get fucking hammered. Like, not just like a little bit buzz, not just have a no, drink. Absolutely really fucking hammered. Up. Yeah. And they actually have a problem with it now because they're like trying to tell people, look, you can't keep doing this because there's so many fucking alcoholics now in corporate America, in corporate, 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 corporate Korea. <laughs> <laughs> so, but isn't it hysterical that that that's part of the culture and that's okay but yeah. just consuming this plant is going to get you arrested i don't know how they're going to enforce this so the same before pro- prohibition only indian marijuana was labeled as a narcotic and the drug the drug was common in music and artistic circles in the 60s and 70s where many took happy smoke as it was commonly called at the time so you, you do that fucking Gangnam style guy didn't smoke weed. <laughs> Come on, man. Have you seen that video? 
Dude, he was high as There was a lot of fucking weed being smoked before that video came out. Dude, you gotta be like a pie popper or weed smoking in Korea, man. Like, I just, it's. Hyping it up. But so they're trying to, what they're trying to do is stop the trafficking of drug into the country, which is fine. But if you go to Canada, you gotta fly into South Korea. So. They could catch you on the plane. Like TSA is going to do that shit for you. So I don't know if they're going to check people when they get home for a drug test. But all I say is you come home, if you're South Korean, you go to Canada, you go hide out for like 30 days in South Korea before somebody tracks you down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just, it's this, this stuff is just hysterical to me. It's just a bunch of old dummies in control who see the writing on the wall and are afraid at their veil of control. It's being draped over the masses is being pulled back. And now they're just a bunch of like just insecure panicking weasels. And Dude, this is fine. You know what? This is like a great industry for fake pig. Dude, I buy my pig. Yeah. I'm clean. Buy pig. <laughs> no, man, you smoke weed. I got pay. If you go on Craigslist now, there's gallons of pee available. Gallons of fresh, untainted urine for the taking. Gallons of pee available. All you got to do is hook up buyers with sellers. That's all you got to do. You get That's an instant profit thing. That's right. I'm going to have an infomercial on at like 3 a.m. to talk to people about this. I like it. Buy pee at a discount, sell it at a profit. Find that P arbitrage and take advantage of it <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> through, through my, my new course available. Right. You're trash. So we have one more quick story while we're still in the gondola here. And this is actually the opposite of this first story, which was a bunch of About politicians, me. like dickheads in control, you know, just taking advantage of it and it's kind of screwing over the people against their will. But this guy who is hysterical is the, like I said, is the opposite. And he is a Senator from Utah and he decided to travel to Las Vegas and to legally consume marijuana because they are voting on a bill in Utah that is going to, to see if to legalize it. And he's, you know, he was kind so of saying, did he, did he try it and like run around Vegas like crazy? Like, Oh my God, this reaper man is all over. I'm all over crazy. Well, he got married to two women and one guy. They had this massive orgy right in the middle of the street. There were he horses thought, involved. I didn't want to know what's going on. He was punching the cops and he was punching horses. He jumped off the top of the Mandalay Bay. You know, oh, wait, you know what? Nothing fucking happened. It's Nothing happened. went to sleep, bro. <laughs> yeah. So he actually made a great point. And so he, you know, went there and then he went back because they're voting on this as Proposition 2 for medical marijuana in Utah. And they're saying that no matter what happens, they're going to tweak it anyway. What You know, whatever, which, of course, is bullshit, too, that, you know, if people vote on something that should, you know, determine what it is. Um, but this guy, you know, he decided to get some, some chewables, some, uh, pot chewing gummies. And he took video of him having it in the parking lot. And his point was that Utah lawmakers were going to re-legislate this, this, you know, prop two, despite the results of the vote without ever having tried marijuana. So he said, he's going to try it. Isn't there a problem with, so People vote on something. We have a problem in Florida with this. So people voted on medical marijuana, but the legislators have made it so inaccessible that it's to the point where 
And same thing happened in Jersey. So you make it so inaccessible that it doesn't really matter that it's, that it's medically legal, that it's been voted in. So now the will of the voters have spoken and you as a elected official are not following the will of your voters and you're preventing it from being like out there as they voted. There's a big fucking problem with that. Well, that's a part of the thing that drives me so crazy about the way, you know, the government is structured right now is that, you know, we, all these people, like we give them this power. Yeah. And they hold it over our heads like, oh, well, look at South Korea. Yeah. If you go to go to Canada, if you leave this country out of our jurisdiction, we can arrest you for something you did out of our, out of our jurisdiction. You know, and like, oh, again, all this power is given, given to them by the people. They are they we they work for us. But somehow we've allowed this to just spiral out of control and, and turn these people into these megalomaniacs, making deals, getting paid off by lobbyists to make rules that benefit them and not us. Mm-hmm. It's bullshit. Yeah. Get to, I want government out of my fucking life as much as possible. Fix the roads. Go fight a war when we need to. But, you know, like to be in every day, like I find out that my kid has to get a blood, a blood test for lead at one year old. Why don't you go fuck off? If he's got yeah. lead, it's because I'm a I'm a shitty parent and I got it in my water. Did you start with the uh, the immunizations yet? Like you have to have them yeah. to go to school and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I think some of the people that are against immunizations are a little off base. But then again, oh, like, I like think do- there's something to it. So I don't even know what to say. You but- mean like Doctor Jenny McCarthy? Yeah, yeah. I love how like you don't have a yeah exactly. Oh, you shouldn't have have your kid immunized or whatever. Okay, then they can't be around the then, other kids. Then they get mumps at five years old. That's great. Right, but the kids that are immunized, like, okay, you don't want them around the, you know, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole, you know, you can, you can choose your side in this debate, obviously, and if you have your reasons, that's fine, but, I mean, to have the government regulate and say you have to do this and this and this, it's like, go fuck yourself. Go fix the road. I think there's just such such a huge problem, especially, and it's being seen more with marijuana. But if you think about it, it's with everything. It's with road work. It's with what a bill was passed for. When they have these addendums on the vote that's coming up in November, they're so convoluted with all the shit behind the scenes. They don't tell you what it's actually like, how stuff is funded, where the money's actually going, like what's actually being voted on. They put shit together. Like in Florida, like I look through like all the stuff that's on these, these extra. Is that the pork barrel they call it? Yeah. It's, it's beyond pork, dude. It's, it's fucking, it is. If you had a contract like this, that you signed, you would want to kill somebody afterwards. You're like, this is totally fraudulent. You'd want to sue, sue the shit out of somebody. But what are you going to do? So they're trying to amend like the actual like state constitution. And they're putting like four and five things that contradict each other in the same bill thinking that somebody's going to key on something they really want and vote yes for it. So it's just, it's just fucked up, you know, it's just, and we allow it. We, we keep reelecting these, these idiots and we allow this ridiculous behavior to continue. But it's funny when you, and they come up with stupid rules and laws that we don't want. Oh yeah. And when you come out and say, Oh, we don't want you to, to combine amendments, you know, combine things together for a vote. You want one thing, one vote. They say, Oh, well we have to have, another amendment to put that into the state constitution that we can only have one thing for one vote. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, we, we don't need any of these people. Let's be yeah. honest. They're all just a waste of tax dollars. Every single one of them. And that's why like, you know, if you're for or against, like I know people that are afraid of marijuana that like, 
So for me, it was just the paradigm. If you think everything that you've been taught when you were growing up is real, you have been misled because you've been taught things that maybe not are not real are not the way that you think of them. It's just the way that you've been taught them. So unless you challenge that every day or in your lifetime, you're not going to understand that there's something else different or a different way of looking at things, right? Yeah, so, because so many people just had that their propaganda just drilled in their heads without ever questioning it. And they're just going to keep, you know, spouting off that same thing again. Like I was talking to my dad last weekend. It's propaganda. Exactly. That's all it is. I mean, he, he was telling me about a story about him and his buddies driving drunk, you know, back in the seventies. And oh, I was Crazy. so shit faced, you know, and he was laying in the back of the car and I slammed on the brakes and he flew forward and smashed his head in the back of the seat. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the good old days, you know, you could yell the N word at the car and everything was fine. And had and a concussion like, and he stumbled home. Yeah, fine. Yeah, went to sleep. Cool. Everything was great. Brain never hurt anybody and then he's like you don't uh you never tried that grass did you i'm like crazy like dad the reason i bought bitcoin is because i smoked weed first i was like i this this makes so much sense right now so don't even like again it's he has this idea in his head of like it turns you into this person you get all stupid and you can't think or anything and you never get off the couch i'm like it makes me so paranoid makes me question things it makes me want to do more and be better and worry about being that guy that was laying on the couch. So, you know, it's, it, I mean, I'm big on for everybody. I, I'm not telling everyone to go smoke it. You know, if it's not for you, it's not for you. Great. Yeah. But the fact that there's a law in place, so you're allowed to go to a liquor store, buy gallons and gallons of booze. That's totally fine. But to go buy some dried plant is going to, is, is illegal. And you're going to throw you in jail for it. It's just, it's asinine. And again, we harp on this almost every week. And I know some of you are yeah. sick of it and I get it. I totally get it. But you know Wait. what? Until it's resol- until we've got a resolution to this, we're going to keep harping on about it. But I'm not for everybody changing their mind when they hear a different point of view. I'm saying keep your mindset, whatever, but at least consider that there's another point of view that you may want to put into the realm of like being valid because it is true like you don't know everything in the world. You don't, you know, you don't have all the answers. Like we don't have all the answers, but the way you were taught things doesn't mean the way you have to keep continuing to teach things ongoing. Like just because things were, doesn't mean they have to be. Exactly. That's that. That was phrased perfectly. Yeah. And that's, you know, again, I, I grew up, but that was, that was the way it was. It's, It's all drugs are bad. All drugs are bad, but you can, you know, booze it up every night and that's fine. You know, so again, like as you get older, you sort of have to start making your own decisions and figuring things out for yourself based on the data that you have. So you have new data. If you've old data, that's great that you, you came to a different conclusion 15, 20 years ago, but with new data, you come to a new conclusion based on this and you can come up with new results, which is great. And you know, that, that can be for everything too. Yeah. And, and like you could come with some big you know, big parodies and say like, you know, there used to be people that thought the world was flat and now it's round. Oh, those fuckers are still out there. Have you been on YouTube lately? (laughs) There's still people that believe the world is flat because they want to. And have you seen it? Someone put, they posted like, we have, we have uh, people who believe in the flat earth all over the globe. Flat earth. They're like, well, all over the, (laughs) over the, the what? All over the globe. (laughs) Dude, I love those people. Such fucking wingnuts. And you know what? Maybe someday they'll prove that the world is flat. And you know what? More power to them. Prove it to me. I'll I'll look at it. I'll look at all your data you got. If you got some shit that you can prove to me, 
fine. But until then, I'm holding whatever I want to think. But I'm still going to let you think whatever you want. I'm not going to persecute you. And you know what? I'll be perfectly honest with everything these days. I realize like I'm not smart enough to know the answer. Like maybe it is flat. I don't know. Yeah. Like I'm not smart enough to to be able to calculate the the circumference of the earth. I'm definitely not. Like I, I but from the evidence that I've seen from photos from space and from the way the horizon line sort of, you know, cuts off and that you can't see past things because of the the alleged curvature of the earth. That seems to make sense to me that the earth is not flat. All I care about is the earth is has like peaks that you could ski down with snow. Mm. And that's really where it stops for me. And if the rest of the world is round, that's fantastic. If it's flat, that's fantastic. As long as I can go visit places that have peaks that I can ski down, I'm kind of good. Like whatever you guys want to fight about, go right ahead. It's not a big issue for me. Now, if you have a big issue for me that I feel passionate about, yeah, I'll fight it. But I'm not going to stop you guys from believing what you want to believe and try to prove it to somebody else. That's fine. Yeah. Go to town. I hear you. I so, just yeah. think that's, what, that's where we grow, you know? Definitely. So this guy, and I want to get his name correct because he deserves a shout out here. Jim DeBacchus. DeBacchus. Democratic state senator from Utah. He went out there. He checked it out. And he gave a, so he took half of that tangerine edible nice. and he said it was a little bitter, waited for the results. And two days later, he posted a follow-up video. He said, I made it back to Salt Lake city and I'm healthy. I wouldn't suggest shooting up marijuana to anybody. Not sure why he would need to say that. Yeah. I'm, but, I'm not free basing marijuana. Like really? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I don't know about snorting this marijuana stuff. It might be a little bit weird. Like, I wouldn't put marijuana up my ass. I'm just saying, who's thinking about that? I wouldn't keister a brick of it, but you know, he's like, uh, so he gave us a recommendation not to shoot it up, which is wonderful. But I like this. He informed his constituents and he said, but I'll tell you, I think it's a lot of ho-hum. I think the reefer madness crowd, you guys need to try it. It's not that big a deal. Now, granted, he probably had like two and a half to five milligrams. I mean, but he has a good point. The reefer madness crap. You need to understand reefer madness is a bunch of bullshit. It's the ultimate propaganda. Yeah, it's like it's like reverse science, reverse what really happens. It was total propaganda to try to get people to be afraid about. And and this is what it is like. It's been ingrained, dude. It was ingrained in me growing up, and that's I get pissed off thinking about it. I'm like, somebody's fucking tried to brainwash me while I was growing up and didn't know any better, trying to tell me that this thing's make me fucking crazy, like Incredible Hulk, do some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. And then I smoked it for the first time, scared as fuck, thinking I'm gonna die, and I go to sleep. And I'm like, wow, this thing makes me go to sleep every fucking time I try it. So I'm like, I don't want to have it anymore because I'm gonna go fucking sleep unless I'm to sleep. You know what I mean? Unless you, Just, go for, unless you go for the Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner, that's a different strain, man. That's when you get into the strange and like, whoo, and you know what? You feel great and then you fall right asleep again. <laughs> tell you that God's gift, man. I'll, I'll bring it up over and over again. You the know, best way, we're smoking a Bruce Banner or watching funny ass thing. We're all giggling like motherfuckers and all of a sudden I wake up at three in the morning and I'm like, what the fuck? I am. I fell asleep again. <laughs> Just giggled for 15 <laughs> minutes straight. And then out five minutes after that. Yeah. So yeah, right. so this so this guy, he's got the right idea, you know, like to to just vilify something just because of some past notion. He he actually stepped up and he's like, if we're gonna vote on this, we need to experience it, like with anything else. So 
Well, I think it's 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 necessary to explain to people that have voting rights that will cancel out other votes that are are actually as much as people don't want to believe it. They're ignorant, ignorant to the fact of what it actually is. Yeah. And how do you get less ignorant? You find out for yourself. Education. Yep. So we kind of forgot to do the Frank's Bean of the Week, but do we have Frank's Bean? What do we got? I have one right here. Ah, uh, let's do the. We're, we're doing the bean at the end. We're doing so the follow-up bean. We're doing the reversal bean. This is the backdoor bean. Frank's this is, Bean of the Week. This is the backdoor bean, and it's back. So thank you, Frank. <laughs> backdoor bean. I like it. Thanks for sending this out. We're going with Enemy of the State this week. All right, what do we got? Which is by Super Strains and is an old school Indica whose genetics have been lent to several other successful strains over the years. While the strains, it's actually is good that it's in this order because following that other story, Enemy of the State, this ain't yeah. marijuana, is Enemy of the State. Yeah. It's the enemy of the state because it opens your mind. It makes you question all the nonsense that's been pumped into your, your little head your entire life. Think about it. So while the strain's genetics remain unknown, the musky aroma and heavy mental and physical sedation suggest indica dominant lineage. Enemy of the state's primary claim to fame is its genetic contribution to the amnesia family line as well as its generous yields enjoy the strain later in the evening to maximize its sedative effects and to help curb minor pain and restlessness to be very relaxed by this a little euphoric a little creative a little happy a little sleepy flavor profile spicy herbal sweet and flowery and negatives make it enemy of state i'll just say that i think by enemy of state it could give you a headache <laughs> No, it's actually good for headaches. <laughs> I was going to give you headaches. I'm like, oh my God, that sounds horrible. Dry mouth and anxious. Anxious. You're all like, yeah. You're thinking there's an enemy of the state. That's yeah. Go all Will Smith on us. Yeah. Oh my God, I love this. I love the first review on, uh, <laughs> on Leafly. It was, was fucked after three puffs. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So this is, uh, this is good. So thank you to that Senator. And maybe I want you to go find Chris Christie and hotbox that fat bastard and see if maybe change his mind about weed. Not that he matters anymore. Who knows what he's doing now besides eating. Chris Krispy Kreme, man. Ugh. Mm, mm, mm. Yep. Yeah. How fat is he going to get? Let's see. We've got an addiction problem in this country, says the 500 pound man. As he's like eating a fucking donut and sandwich, like... Awesome. They did a lot of good saying a lot of stuff on him. Yeah. All right. So with that, let's go to ski news. Boom. Why don't you start us off, Brad? I will start us off because you know what? Winter has officially begun. So is it began or begun? It has began, right? I think it, it has begun? begun because it's past tense. It has begun. So when does began happen? I began to question the government after smoking enemy of the state. Hmm. So it's a different tense, right? So I have begun to pass begun is past of begin. And began is present tense. Begun is past. Began is past of begin. Yeah. So they're both past. Well, begun is the past participle of begin. The other one is the past of begin. I don't know what a particle, 
particle is particle participle yeah i began you began he so he it began okay how do you use be- using is, oh so you're using an, a verb as an adjective so if you're using the verb as an adjective to describe began if you're using it to describe something, I guess you could use begun. I, I don't know. Well, here it says how to use begun properly. Begun is used with perfect tenses only. So pay attention that this form needs an auxiliary verb, have, that is common to all perfect tenses. So have it, begun. It means that if you want to tell something in perfect per, uh, present perfect, you are to use this form. I have begun to eat my cake. But you can, oh. if you want to tell in past, you should use the format I had begun to eat my cake. So you're in present saying, you just missed it. I have begun to drink my beer. So skis in say it later on, I began to drink my beer as I'm telling the story of hanging out with Brian. So ski season has begun mm. because of the have is yes. has. Okay. So it is begun. Ski, ski season has begun. Because, yeah, or ski season began. That sounds well, that doesn't sound right. Well, you could say if two days ago, ski season began. Right. Okay. But if you're saying ski season has begun, like it's in process of being, I don't fucking know. Dude, wow. and you know what? People say they don't learn anything with this podcast. Grammar, I say, man. And to them, I say good day. Good day, sir. I say good day. <laughs> has begun good day dropping knowledge like that you drop right. knowledge on people man we're dropping Crazy. knowledge so it is still the end of october ish we're recording this on the 25th and there are currently six resorts open in grammar hot fire right now and these united states and i don't know if it's a coincidence but i don't know has america ever been as great as to have ski re- six resorts open in october never never under any other like president i think it's the most tremendous october for skiing most fabulous ever. most terrific <laughs> most <laughs> terrific winter ever well, this is like a, a winter like no other yeah. <laughs> so yeah so right this weekend we've got killington We've got Sunday River, we've got Loveland, we've got A Basin, we've got Wolf Creek, and surprise, Wild Mountain in Montana, or I'm sorry, in Minnesota. 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 I like how Minnesota is coming up strong. I mean, they like, they want to get on the list. I get that it would be cold enough, but yeah, a lot of times they don't have enough snow or the right altitude. But Wild Mountain is getting getting wet and wild this weekend. So good we for that. that. I say we'd be like the champions of Wild Mountain. We go out there from the backcountry. We do all that shit. We gonna be like the kings of Wild. Nobody knows it like us. Like be our mountain. Dare to dream, my friend. Dare to dream. <laughs> Dare it to is dream. possible. <laughs> and you know somebody's listening to this saying, "Fuck that! I'm I'm the king of." <laughs> <laughs> Look at me! Look at me! This is my mountain now. <laughs> I know the trees. I know all the shoots. I know where to go. With Wild Mountain. Yeah, fuck with me. The kings and queens of the Corbett's of Wild Mountain are oh. very upset. <laughs> Wild Mountain Cooler. Yeah, the Wild Mountain Cooler. <laughs> like, woo. I threw a daffy off of that shit. Yep. All right. So next up, we have uh, a teacher blames 
an antidepressant on a decision-making that resulted in avalanche deaths. Whew, that's a pretty tall order. So Yeah, we talked about this story when it happened, but now it's actually got some sort of now the court resolution. Case, uh, police have gotten able to get involved. So, um, so a teacher who led students into an off-piece area, a Les Deux Alps, um, subsequently triggered a deadly avalanche, blaming his decision-making on an antidepressant medication. So 49-year-old Michael Arcilleri is claiming his medication prevented him from properly accounting for avalanche danger at the time of the incident. Two 16-year-old students um, of Arcilleri were killed in the slide, along with a Ukrainian national who's not part of their group. So although several were injured in the slide, authorities charged Aquilera with manslaughter as he lay in the hospital bed. He was previously sentenced to two years behind bars, but that sentence since has been suspended. That's uh, that's some scary, dark stuff, but it's also, I mean, is this guy really, you really think he that was an issue or was it one of those things like just look for any excuse that can maybe get you off? I think he's looking for an excuse, but I think he's got a valid concern. And this is where it goes to opioids and where it goes to some of the drugs that are prescribed to people. Cause if you get, I've known people that are antidepressants and some of the people that are on heavy antidepressants, they say that it is like being, not being in your body. It's like being on fucking another planet while you're there physically. So, you know what? I think they should sue the drug companies. That's what I think. Yeah. But unfortunately the drug companies usually have the money to hire the best lawyers. I think it's sad that kids died. And I think it's sad that he was a dumbass that let him in there. But you know, then it comes to you're going backcountry skiing. There's a certain level of risk that you're taking and you know, Everyone knows you might die doing it. You don't expect to, but when you die, don't start suing everybody. That's the other thing. That's the American way to do it. Yeah, well, well, I'll tell you, like this, it's concerning to me because you think about these these kids, you know, yeah, that were killed. And you know, as a father now, like I think about those kind of things. Like you know, you're always putting your child in the care of of other adults, and you wonder just what are their intentions, what are their capabilities, what you know, are they capable of actually caring for these kids? Yeah. Well, this guy led, led kids to an off piece area. Maybe they weren't supposed to go off piece. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's the issue. Cause I can understand that. Right. Yeah. But if they were going to go off piece, well, you're off piece. Shit happens off piece. (laughs) Nobody wants to die, but you know, maybe he's just bad at what he was doing. Yeah. But if they weren't supposed to be off piece, then you got to keep kids on the freaking schedule, man. Yeah. Can't do what you want to do. Yeah. It's just a, it's a sad story all around. And, you know, it sucks for the families of those kids and for that Ukrainian fella who got killed as well. Uh, It's just, it's just messy and ugly. And it's, you know, it seems like it could have been avoidable too. Well, it's like you're going to do when your kid gets on a bus to go on a field trip. You're going to grab your hockey skate and you're going to put this through your skull if you take my kid onto something dangerous, right? It's what everybody else does. 
Well, that's the thing too. I want him to be adventurous too. You know, like there's no, there's against not black and white, you know, like that's a gray area. You know, you want to make sure that you've given them the, the ability to at least make the right decision at the moment, you know, give them enough knowledge and skill and experience so that if something doesn't feel right, they're like, yeah, I'm going to back out of this. This, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. I'm not going to, you know, sub, you know, get pulled in by peer pressure and, um, and you know, it doesn't feel right. So that's all you can hope for is to be make, make them smart enough to make educated decisions. Slippery slope, man. Slippery slope. Right? Always. Yeah. Not a fun, slippery slope. Yeah. An unfun one. There is an expansion going on right now out in Mission Ridge, which is out there in the Cascades in the Pacific Northwest. Cascade Mountain is a day-use ski area with its lifts dating back to the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And they have taken one step closer to becoming a regional destination with overnight accommodations. Over the summer, they have submitted applications to both the Forest Service and Challen County seeking to cut new runs, build more lifts, and add a second base area and debut cross-country ski trails. So this dude, Larry Skrinovich, he purchased Mission Ridge Ski and Board Resort from Seattle-based Harbor Properties in 2003 and went to work installing the resort's first high-speed detachable quad, the Liberator Express, together with big snowmaking investments, took Mission Ridge to the next level. So now the area is had its third best season to date last year. And following a dozen years of quiet growth, uh, Mr. Skrinovich and his team are ready to elevate Mountain Ridge further. And they've put out this expansion plan. So they are looking to expand by 650 acres. Wow. With with all that new terrain and new base area. So this could be, make it a, a serious destination up there around the Seattle area because, and now they're trying to, I guess, figure out too, you know, I'm reading this article and it mentions the fact that, you know, Vale bought Stevens and, or yeah, they did buy it. And Altera. Yes. Yeah. And, um, Altera bought crystal mountain. Now, like this place, you know, if you're looking for a daily and you don't have one of those passes, the Epic or the Icon, maybe this is a better bet for you. But also, too, does this say, you know, saying that, does having, is it now because we have those passes and we've, you know, we've talked about it in the past and in other interviews and just kind of talking, you know, between our ourselves about how we feel about these passes. Does it seem now like every resort who's not part of it is auditioning to be part of it. You know, they're, they're looking at the formula. They're looking at what they like and, Oh, well, if we pump money into this, we'll be able to sell to one of them next year. Like furthering that arms race. Right. It's crazy. You know, it's, it just seems like that's going to be, everyone's like auditioning for one of those two jobs, you know, for either on one pass or the other. It's the past. It's the past debate right now. It's crazy. Yeah, it's going to be a fight. It's going to be an ongoing one. It is, but yeah. So they're adding a couple new chairs. They're adding a bunch of new trails. So this is going to be great news for folks in the Seattle area. There's going to be another another top notch place to go skiing. So next up, we got a uh, 
Nice post uh, from our buddy Tommy Mo. Uh, Spider is having the Tommy Mo Tordrillo collection. So if anybody doesn't know, he's got the Tordrillo Mountain. Um, I think it's backcountry in uh, Alaska. I think it's backcountry in Heli, right? Backcountry, yeah, Tordrillo Heli. Um, so they actually came out with a Spider came out with the Tommy Mo Tordrillo collection, uh, which looks pretty cool. Um, Love Tommy. Mr. Goldie. Shout out to Tommy. Shout out to Tommy. Uh, It looks pretty dope. I like this. uh, Actually, when we were skiing with him, he had kind of one of these jackets on. Yeah, right. He's probably a prototype version of it. Looked very close to the um, red and yellow one. Well, he was wearing like a a Jackson Hole jacket, whatever whatever their uh, guides have to wear. I like the full get up. You got to get the full suit, the pants, and the and the. Got to complete the package, right? Yeah, I like usually not matching, but with these, they have a lot of colors, so they kind of are good to have the set. It's cool that that people are you know that you know Tommy's still getting the love he deserves from these companies who you know it's so easy to just jump on the next bandwagon and grab the next you know, young hot guy or hot gal and then make them your your new face, but but you know, they're we, sticking with with we, who's one of the greatest American skiers ever. We've had to resist the urge, you know. People have approached us, but you know, we're like, we can't, you know, can't sell out like that. Yeah, that's true. We're keeping it real for now, but when the right the right deal comes along, God knows we're ready to sell out any minute. That's right. You give us the, these right numbers, we'll work it out. That's true. <laughs> We can be bought ski bum podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> we, you know what? There's a contest. We're going to set a contest right now. Let's try to, let's try to sell us out. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So good, good luck to Tommy and the, uh, spider collection. I, I like it. Um, going to try to, uh, explore that a little bit more. Yeah. Right. You know what it's like? It's like the, um, that one, uh, Silicon Valley. When like Ehrlich and Big Head have all that money, and they're like, "We bought a blog. How much does a blog cost?" Oh, I mean, it's practically a steal. It's only half a million dollars. <laughs> That's when they burn through all their money in like no time, right? That's yep. Great. Yep. Uh, that's awesome. All right, what else we got? All right, I have to pause my ad blocker apparently to read this article. What? Right. Here we go. This was an article that we talked about when it actually happened back in, I believe, the beginning of April. There was this gentleman from North Creek, New York, who was convicted of a false statement for lift ski lift stranding. What? Yeah. Ski lift stranding? How do you yeah. get convicted of that? Hang on one second while I fill out this stupid goddamn survey for fucking Google because I don't want to look at the fucking ads for this stupid fucking website that I'm never going to use again. So is anybody not pissed off like you are? Because I I tell you what, man, it's fucking annoying. There was a great post this past week. They were showing any website in 2018 and it shows like a giant overlay and all these things popping up. And do you want to subscribe to this? And granted, 
we have a few of those on our website. I get it. But I'm looking to remove those because it drives me crazy. It's like Just, putting a fucking like a, a gauntlet of dicks before you get to something. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like you're really making me hate your site and hate your product and never want to use it again. I actually click off usually and just say, fuck it. I, and I never go back to the site or the product. So yep. if you're a product advertiser, you should know that that's, what's going to happen. Yep. You go to high flute and ski bombs. We'll look at it for you. And Brian will deal with the, the dick site thing and just like tell you about it and say if it's good or bad. Exactly. It's worth All right. So this guy, this North Creek, Man was arrested earlier this year after he claimed that he was stranded overnight on a ski lift at Gore Mountain Ski Center, and he was convicted of making a false statement to the state police. Isaac Hyde, 37, was found guilty of the misdemeanor charge in connection with a sworn written statement he gave state police after he claimed that he spent the night of last March 31st through April 1st stuck on a lift at the ski resort. What? The district... Attorney asked for a jail sentence as punishment, but acting Johnsburg Town Justice Eric Schwenker sentenced Hyde to a one-year conditional discharge and fined him $1,000. The conditional discharge requires him to avoid rearrest and meet other conditions or risk resentencing of up to a year in jail. Now, doesn't the district attorney asking for a jail sentence seem kind of harsh? I mean, yes. the guy is obviously a douchebag for, douche for claiming this. Total douchebag. Yeah. So he was arrested by the state police after three, uh, three weeks after he claimed that he was left stranded on the lift by its operators 30 feet above the ground for about 15 hours during a light snowstorm. He was discovered around 8 a.m. on April 1st when the lift was restarted and Hyde got off at the top of the mountain, sands, skis, and poles. He did not deviate from his story, but state police questioned the fact that he was not hypothermic or exhibiting any signs of frostbite and charged him with a false statement when Gore officials concluded he could not have been stranded based on policies and practices that were followed. Now, he had formerly worked at Gore as well. So, I mean, didn't they say they had like cameras up there and they didn't see him and... Like I remember the story originally, there was some some extra bits in it that looked a little bit shady. Hmm. I don't know. It seems know. it seems weird. Yeah, it seems weird enough to say what the fuck happened. Yeah, how did I mean he if he popped off at the top of the mountain, how did he get on there? Yeah. Exactly. Possibly actually was on there. I don't know. All right, next up is like Something that looks pretty freaking awesome. So on Indiegogo, Brian found this thing called Snow Feet. And these are even better than what we see on the slope every year. We see the, um, uh, what do they call them? The, uh, the ski, ski shoes, snowshoe, not, not snowshoes. Those like those new things, right? Yeah, those, they look like kind of like skates, but they're for Skiing. And these are snow feet. So you just chuck them on your boots and they're like little, yeah, I guess like they're like little moccasins for your, for your boots. It's weird. It's like sandals for your boots and you just slip down the, the mountain in that. So I would imagine if you can take it without the boots, you could just go in your flip flops 
Yeah, they, they, they say you can use like snowboard boots or like regular just walking around boots to fit into this this binding system that it has. Yeah, but, and they show these people like skating like on like a flattish kind of. Looks kind of fun. <laughs> it looks fun. Yeah, I gotta say they're probably like corkish, like you know, very buoyant, but like this dude. <laughs> I love how they make it look so cool. The dude jumps out and they put this cool music and he's like running down the mountain and he's like, jumps up in the air and he's like zipping down and he's like in shoes. Yeah. Everyone looks like a badass doing that. But like, you know, there's there's no way first day you're doing it. You look anything like this. (laughs) The marketing (laughs) is great. You know, the first time people are like, yeah, I'm going to do like just in the video. And they like run out and like, Hey, I'm Zupa. And then with the thumbs up and just fucking just kill themselves. That's good. And that was how I broke my shoulder. (laughs) So my first thoughts when I saw this was, is there any way that they can add some sort of e-assist to this. Ooh. Okay. So imagine you have these things and instead of buying a lift ticket, you have your little e-assist version and you just kind of like cruise up the mountain on your own. Yeah, you could be like the fucking green goblin of the mountains right there. Right? Around these little shoes. Yeah, if they had like an e-assist version or like, you know, the one wheel has like that little, that engine in it. It's almost like a one wheel version of this. Oh, one wheel. You like could be one, like... You could be like Batman with this. You like zip around and then like jump onto like a bat scooter and like zip around on you know those little trikes they have that go downhill. Oh yeah, yeah. One wheel. I like your one wheel idea. You merge the one wheel with something like this. How about you know why don't why don't snowboards have a little one wheel on the back of it to propel them? Instead of that bullshit with the you know trying to get through like it sucks for a snowboarder on like flat. Yeah, there's so many of those e-assist bikes now that it's going to have to trickle down to to different modes of transportation, and I think this would be an ideal ideal um, thing to apply to. Dude, with like the one wheel and like the motor-assisted stuff, right? If you had a snowboard and you just had a little thing attached to the back that you just drop down when you're on a flat area, like a traverse, you just fucking motor through on your snowboard. Or like, like a I little... Feel- Almost like a like a cat track, you know, like yeah. the uh, the snow cat track. How that kind of drop down in the back, yeah. a little one, just push you along. It'd be a lot of extra weight to carry, but when you're on a traverse, you just boop, you plop it down off of the back, and it just pushes just you, pushes you around. It'd be great, man. That we gotta be. do something like that. Somehow, you know, boards are right, but it's a lot of work. And I like the ESS version of this. I think that would be one of the coolest things. Last article of the ski news. Purden Ski Village, British Columbia, could be your own private resort for just $1.7 million. But that's $7 million, not B billion. And it says you don't need to win the $1.6 billion jackpot to be able to afford a ski resort of your own. All right, let's do a uh, hold on a sec. We got to do a GoFundMe and we got to start. We got we to own our own ski place. I think it can happen. Yeah, $1.7 million. I'm writing that's this down. the price I'm for the people. Purden Ski Village, one of the largest resorts in central BC, is now on the market. So just you and a few buddies could throw in your life savings, maybe tap up your baby boomer parents, and boom, your very own ski resort. 
<sighs> and the family, it's a family owned resort right now and it is turnkey. So it's ready to go. It was established back in 1968. It is one of the largest in central BC with three lifts, a full service day lodge with seating, a fireplace, a full service cafeteria and a rental shop. The ski area has 26 named runs, 1,100 feet of vertical. There is an active Nancy Green skier development program, an alpine racer development program at the resort. And the resort is actively accommodating school groups and corporate groups. There's 50 privately owned cabins. The nearest city is Prince George. Prince George is serviced by an international airport with local flights supplied by Air Canada, WestJet, Central Mountain Air, and Pacific Coastal Airlines. The ski resort overlooks the majestic Purden Lake and is surrounded by stunning views of the McGregor Mountains, a mountain range which lies between the main spine of the northern Rocky Mountains and the Fraser River. So this sounds like it's got a lot of stuff. I just checked our boys. We're we're trying to we're gonna try to buy this. I think it's a good idea. Put it out there. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think it's worth it's worth discovering. I think we can make it happen. We've got, we know some people. It's nice too, man. It's on a lake, which is always, always kind of like the Holy grail. If you have mountains on it, mountains and lake together, that's, that's I'm throwing it out there. You know what? You don't get to wear this orange suit for nothing, man. That's what I'm saying. This is what we do. Orange track suits are for closers. <laughs> that's right. ABC always be closing. Always be track suiting. And that kind of, will take us right into our main topic. We're simply calling it mega because this past week, all anybody could talk about was this mega millions jackpot that was, you know, that was coming up. I think it was the, it was the highest one ever, right? $1.6 billion. Yeah. That's incredible. After taxes, cash payout was like 750 or something like that. Oh, was that high? Yeah. If you got the cash payout and after taxes, now in Florida, I pay a lot less taxes because there's no state tax. Mm-hmm. Just saying, you might want to move to Florida and then claim, no. They'll still jab you to Oh, they'll, they'll always get their way. The IRS is really the big winner in all this. Exactly. So, um, you know, we just started talking about it this past weekend, you know, after it, no one hit when it was, I think, right around a a billion one was it 900 or close to a billion on Friday. And then somebody won this past Tuesday, you know, we we're talking like, well, what would you do as a skier? If you were to win, you know, if you won this, like, what would you do? Where would you move to? How would you start living your life? So we thought it was just kind of a fun topic to, to talk about and, you know, kind of pose some questions because you know what These jackpots, there's always something. There's always one out there and maybe it will be 1.6 billion, but there will, there's always opportunities. You know, you never know you get the right stock. You get in on cryptocurrency, you get an inheritance. If some big chunk of money comes your way, you got, you've got to prepare ahead of time, how you're going to go about, you know, spending it and taking care of it and preserving it. So you always have enough and Dude, never end up with all goddamn time. Yeah, so we kind of broke it out into a couple of different tiers. So we had it set up as okay, you are the single per, single winner in the jackpot. 
and you know we I just gave it a nice round number, say six hundred million after taxes, and then say you were one of the people that shared and you got one out of ten, you know, so you got sixty million, and then another one is okay, you were one out of a hundred in a group who won the jackpot, so now you won six million. So we looked at a bunch of different criteria for what's important to us. So of course, the first is access to epic skiing, local mountain, and also access to other backup mix it up mountains, airport size, travel options, you know, make sure how, how close is it to, to another, like a big airport where you can fly out and it's big enough that it can go to other major destinations or smaller destinations that will, you know, if you're, States dumping somewhere else. Say you have to go to Taos or you have to go out, you know, do you have access to that? That's important. Legal cannabis, not the most important thing, but it's something to consider. Always important. It plays in there. It plays in. And you know, the, the one nice thing is it's most, most, uh, most states with great skiing do have a favorable cannabis rules. If you have over like a million dollars, it's going to be around whatever you want. Oh Yeah. Uh, local craft breweries. You want to make sure it's near some really good breweries because you know if you're a if you're a multimillionaire, you're not going to be drinking Natty Light or or Coors Light. You want the good stuff, so we want to make you sure might, we have some good access to that. If you have enough money, you might buy your own brewery. That's what I'm saying. Yes, and lastly is off season activities. You know, we can't ski twenty four seven. Can't ski all year long. So. What else can we do? You know, what else is out there? So it's important. You know, we kept it pretty simple. And Mario, we never really discussed this in terms of our results. So if we want to have happy tears, it's good. Yeah, I think the tears are important. So I'll start off by saying that this past weekend, I was thinking about this. And, you know, I was looking at, you know, obviously, first I look at it was real estate in these different areas. And, you know, obviously you need a nice chunk of change to live in this first one. But we said, you know, this is what I came up with. If you were the single jackpot winner, so that person in South Carolina, maybe they're a big skier, they're on business in South Carolina. I don't know. My my pick, if I had that much money, I would buy something in Jackson Hole. That's, I mean, my, that's, my, that's my big one. I think if I won a million dollars, I'd try to buy something in Jackson Hole. Dude, for a million dollars, you couldn't buy jack fucking shit in Jackson Hole. That's the, that's why it's the $600 million one. Like a summer share. (laughs) Dude, seriously. If you look like that's what I did on Saturday, I was looking at all the different, you know, remember we went there a couple years ago. I remember looking at the prices of things and I was like, Holy crap. Cause I had no idea. And then you sort of do a little research and you see, Oh, well all these different, you know, the Waltons have stuff out there, the Cheney's and then all these, they have really favorable, um, really favorable laws, tax laws, if you're a company out there. So I think a lot of people buy properties out there and then incorporate and are able to get those tax benefits by being out there. And also too, if you look at the way the land around Jackson is is zoned, a lot of it is national park. So there isn't a lot of places or towns or properties that are even available to to be created because there's so much national park around there. Well, so, what's messed up is even some of the properties that are available have stipulations that you can only rent them out. You can't live there. You can only rent them out to people that work there. Yeah, so I've looked. I've looked on Zillow plenty of time. It's fucked up. I mean, Jackson Hole is stupid. 
expensive. Well, here's the thing. I don't think it, so if you win the Powerball, right, if you win Mega Millions right now after the big, big jumbo jackpot, you still win $40 million. That's a lot of fucking money. So that's 20 million. And then you take whatever 67% of that is going to be what? So 20, so you're walking around at like 17, 15, 15, 17 million. So like probably like $17 million, which is pretty goddamn nice. Just saying that's cash after tax. Yeah. That's nice. But honestly, that won't buy you that much in Jackson hole. <laughs> It'll buy you a spot. You could always visit. Yeah. See, and this is where you got to like think hard about buying a place there versus renting a place versus just jumping in for a weekend. You know what I mean? Or a week. I don't know. Well, the thing is, you know, you want to have a home base. You know, you want to have somewhere where you can kind of keep your crap and kind of have a place. And it should be a place. Now, again, if you're winning big money, you I'm have options. Think of a nice ranch, sprawling ranch in Montana is what I'm thinking. You're thinking Montana? You're thinking like outside Bozeman-ish? That's home base. That's your home base? I don't okay. want anybody around. I want fucking just miles of shit around. I want to ride horses and just like be the crazy guy off the grid around the other rich, crazy guys that are off the grid. Because <laughs> we're <laughs> all rich people next to each other, you know? Yeah. No, but I'm like, I'm just looking right now at, at, at Trulia and looking at Jackson Hole. And, you know, I'm... There's very few things that are even under a million and it's a small parcel of land usually. Nice. Like I'm talking like right in like right in Jackson. You know, this is near the airport. And I think it's about like let's say twelve miles, I think, because of the way it's laid out to get from the airport to the resort. The thing is though, too, that you look at somebody's property. So right now, here's one. It's nine point five million dollars. And it's four bedroom, five bath, but it's 7,700 square feet. And the views of the Tetons are just unreal. I mean, the, I mean, you remember what it's like. You look at that. You're like, this doesn't even look. It's like, it's like someone had a, a flat Lego plane and then just stuck Lego mountains right in the middle of it. It's crazy. You know, cause you have the plateaus on both sides and it's just this mountain range. It's just, it's breathtaking. It's really beautiful. But yeah, this house is 17.75 acres um, at a cool nine and a half million dollars. But it's like, it's, it's like a compound though. Like the house is gigantic. Plus there's like a big shed and like a big garage and a little lake. It's pretty dope. I gotta tell pretty you, dope. having dope. money does not suck. That's for sure. So I'm thinking I need a place to go home, and then a place to travel, and then I'm traveling everywhere. So as long as I have like a home base, and then maybe like a side base, I mean, I could buy like a freaking nice place down here in Florida for pretty penny. But if you were, if you had that much money, would you really want to be in Florida? I family down here. So I would buy a big ass place. But you know what? If you're that rich, you could get them out of Florida. You could save them. They want to stay here. That's it, man. Old people love it down here. So I could have a nice place down here with a big ass yacht. Everything's sitting here and then travel. That's what I'm saying. I'd be the guy that would have like 
a big sprawling place in Florida, a big sprawling place in wherever else, well, the ski area I want. Maybe Vermont. I don't know. Maybe it's just like Vermont. Maybe being Canada. Just say. So you would actually choose Florida as still your home base then? Um, maybe financially. Because again, you have the potential to move. You can move people. You have move people money. When you have that much pe- much money, you got to think about taxes too, bro. <laughs> well, Wyoming has actually got really favorable tax laws. I don't think there's a state. I don't think they have a state income tax either. Yeah. Well. Hey, I don't know. I'm just saying. I could have two homes. One main home. One other home. Well, we're still at the six hundred million dollar level. You could have like five hundred homes if you wanted. I remember I, I was. Talking I don't to- do no more than two. Yeah. Two homes and then maybe flop houses here and there. Like people go a little crazy sometimes, which is how they lose money. I remember I money. I remember I talked to a lady who was working at the truck. You know, like when you have to move, you get those like U-Haul rental trucks. I was talking to the lady at the U-Haul rental place, and somehow the topic of the lottery or something came up. I think it must have been when the weekend there was like a big, big old you know, $500 million jackpot or something. And we were talking and she's, she somehow brought up what she would do with this money. And she's like, I would buy a house in every state and and the house would, everyone would look exactly the same. And all I could think of is this is why you work at a truck rental place in the middle of New Jersey. But she would be famous because she'd be on TV under the, Lottery ruined my life. <laughs> Where yeah, the person that bought fifty houses in every fifty state and just like went bankrupt in like a year. Yeah, that'll That's do it. Because exactly again, why. you're sitting on dormant assets. You know, <laughs> they're not revenue generating assets. It's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like you're only giving me one or two places at a time. That's what I'm saying. I'd like two places. Uh, probably one of the places I'd have would be in Florida. I'd probably let my mom stay there and just be like, "Yep." You have run the mansion. Do whatever the hell you want. I'm going to just flop in whenever I want. Get her a whole fleet of like manservants. Exactly. Have my boats there. And that they're, here to, my they're, here, they're here for whatever you want. Exactly. Whatever you want. That'd be quote unquote my home. And I might not ever be there like more than a month at a time. Because I tell you what, the summer down here, it is getting freaking nice. <laughs> I got to say, there's something being near the beach. Um Oh, the beaches, dude. I, I, I'm a beach. I get it now. Like I like, I yeah. like going to the, I like the beach being there. You know, I can't go there all the time because it just, I can't take the heat, but I, I miss uh, the winter right now. Yeah. Oh, this time of year, like the fall up here is the best. Like I just started doing some trail running all of a sudden. And, uh, like, I'm just, I love that Christmas and the air and mm-hmm. it's just it's awesome. It's the yeah. best. So I would travel to that every year. I'd be like, gonna be gone for like the whole winter like i'm fine being gone for four or five months out of the year but then more of the years i might be down here i don't know or i might be in europe who knows i might buy a castle in europe but i have enough money 600 million dollars i'm buying a castle in europe i'm hanging out there i'm buying a castle huh locking myself in the castle like come on get me bitches that's it hmm. pretoria all over again yeah that's uh that's not a good idea <laughs> by an island but like no I just seceded from every other fucking country you could always move to Liberland <laughs> Czechoslovakia right yeah so, so I was looking again I think I think I would choose Jackson 
as my my base of operations because again you have the airport is like only a couple miles away which is nice so you can kind of shoot in and out you got is nice jackson hole mountain resort obviously you got grand targi like an hour away you got snow king if you're bored right in town yeah and like you can go hunting elk and moose and you know what i'm sure if you're that rich you probably just shoot them in your yard and people are gonna be like you know, you should have had a license. It's like, bitch, here's a thousand bucks. Just go home. Leave me alone. You're going to eat it anyway. Nobody's going to find it. He's going to drag it in and eat it. Yeah. Make sausages, make fucking cutlets out of it. You're done. Oh, glorious. So I was actually thinking, so Jackson Hall is on the top of the list. Park City is on the top of the list, except for the drinking laws. I can't stand it. But then again, great skin, very close to everything. And if I have that much money, I'll do whatever I want. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and the other one was Tahoe. Just like Tahoe. See, that's where I, I had them. Uh, so so we had our... That was the top tier one. That was the... Uh, now, one, the one big negative for Jackson is the legal cannabis. I mean, that's... They're, they're uh, way behind the times in that. But, yeah. you know, again, when you're that rich, it doesn't really matter at that point, you know. Um. But yeah, so my, the next one, so if we're doing the one out of 10, so you've won $60 million. All right. For that one, I had Telluride slash Lake Tahoe mm. as my choices there. And I'll tell you a funny story because this past weekend, when I was also, right after doing my research on Jackson Hole real estate, I, uh, I passed out on the couch, I woke up, <laughs> went to go brush my teeth before going to bed. And about three weeks ago, I had a temporary crown put in my mouth and they gave me the explicit instructions not to floss that crown because it could pop right out because it's just a temporary one. I was on my phone and I was looking at properties in Squaw Valley in Lake Tahoe and I found this really nice house, like beautiful ass house. I think it was like four bedroom, five bath you know, 3,500 square feet, like right on, like you could walk to the lift from there. Nice. It's only like one and a half million only, I say. Only. Only one and a half. And I was flossing and I actually didn't, like I was so, like I was so in my head focused on thinking about that house that I fucked up and I popped my fucking crown out flossing yeah. because I couldn't even concentrate. I was just thinking about that house. Damn. Yeah. So I'm going back to the dentist a week from Monday and be like, yeah, I sort of popped it out. I was thinking about a house in Squaw Valley and I couldn't focus on flossing. So I popped it out. As he's working on your tooth, he's like, this is paying for my house in Squaw Valley. Just, you know, I don't even want to think about it, which is why go to skibonpodcast.com and help support us. Patreon, (laughs) Patreon, PayPal. Cryptocurrency. So I love, so love Jackson Hall. It's expensive, but Jackson Hall is convenient to the airports and everything and the mountain. Tell you what, I love. I don't know if I love it in the summer. It probably would be pretty cool because it's wide open. Tahoe has got to be fantastic in the summer, though. Yeah. Because again, you got the lake. You got the lake. You got mountain biking. You got hiking. You got boating, the casinos. Everything. You got boating, wave runnering. Not bad. Not bad at all. It doesn't suck. Let's put it that way. It certainly doesn't. Yeah, Telluride seems like it might be a little too secluded in the summertime. Yeah, it's just you know, I guess in the in the summer 
they have a closer airport and then in the winter they they fly into Montrose, right? But I don't know. It's, well, I think they're I I heard when I was at that uh ski.com party that they're expanding or at least adding more flights to that Telluride airport. That'd the be nice one. Yeah, so you know, and now the awesome too, if you got 600 million dollars, like are you ever flying commercial again? Fuck that nonsense. You find a Montrose and take your helicopter, you could little jet from you know it's a different different whole way of life right there i would i would live modestly if it meant i never had to fly commercial again because i mean i've looked it up in the past like i mean to fly from like teterboro which is like an airport right across from new york city and jersey to go to telluride i think it was like fourteen thousand dollars one way Hmm. which is a lot of money but how many people can you get on that flight is i think it was about six no i think it was like six between six and ten because they have a different size plane that they will um will charter so if i'm telling my buddies after hitting 600 million i told my buddies like get on a flight at teterboro we're flying out to tahoe and we're going to ski you guys just get on the on the flight in teterboro right yeah what i'm talking about yeah that would be like, you almost have to figure out your budget for flying every year and just somehow cut back on other things. Like, okay, I'm not going to buy a Lamborghini this year because I'm going to keep flying private. That would totally make that sacrifice. Yes. I'll keep driving my 12 year old Subaru if it meant I didn't have to fly with the Cretans in commercial. Yeah, but you wouldn't be, you'd be first class. That's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> Private versus first class, you're still in the same friggin' disease tube. Yeah, you're not going through customs. You're not. There's a whole lot of things you're not doing. So I get it. Private is the way to go. That's when you buddy up with a, with another like rich person and be like, "Hey, are you going there too? Share share a flight." Netjets. Again, it's another Silicon Valley reference. And they're like, "Yeah, heading out to, to J Hole myself." J-hole. I had the private jets. They had the two <laughs> private jets. <laughs> That's right. You want to share the jet? Let's let's go. That would be my whole. I think that would be part of again a majority of my my budgeting is how can I make sure I have enough of that my my lottery winnings working to generate more income so that I can afford to fly private. That's exactly. It. You're not just burning through. You're looking to make something from it, right? Exactly. So I'm the same. I'm of the same mindset. I'm not stopping working. I mean, I, I gotta keep doing stuff. Well, I mean, the podcast would be the full time endeavor, and that's part of it too. Yeah. Is and I we talked about this in the past. I always keep thinking, I'm like, you know what I would do is I would, you know, I would buy a property, probably, probably Salt Lake City again. The, you know, spoiler alert for my my third one, my the next level. I would pick Salt Lake City because I'd buy. Uh, a multi-unit property there, like a like a like a duplex of some sort. Rent half of it out, and then have keep half for us. Have it part of it be the studio, but also be you know where we would crash like our crash pad out west. So we would just pop into like Salt Lake City podcast, do whatever, hang out there, ski for a few days. Then the nice thing about Salt Lake City is major airport, and you can get to almost everywhere from there. So have it be a bounce point. But also have that second that second unit, the other part of the duplex, rented out full time all year. So you have that revenue that's covering your taxes, that's covering your travel, that's covering all your expenses. 
for that area. Well, and of course, we'd have to have like the place in Europe too. Like where in Europe would you want to have a crash pad? Yeah, you know what? That was the one the one kind of asterisk I had on this is I was just kind of focusing on the US. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, the, obviously... Or the, Canada. I mean, US and Canada. Well, yeah, I just... I, yeah, I didn't really look into, you know, obviously Canada too much because again, I feel like there'd be more places I would, would just be traveling to and not having like, set up as a home base. Because again, you got to yeah. deal with citizenship and all that stuff, which probably when you have that much money isn't a big deal. I'm sure they're happy to have you. Let's just say Canada. If you're going to have a place in Canada, let's say you're going to have a part-time of the year, where would you have it? By Whistler, Revelstoke, Kicking Horse? Um, uh, see, that's the, that's tough. Because like, then you also have like, well, I was thinking, eh, well, I wouldn't do it in Quebec. I would probably... Summertime Quebec would be nice. I would think like Lake Louise. Yeah, Lake Louise you know, sounds the, pretty good. Yeah. If, Banff, Lake Louise, Sunshine Village. That's that's a nice that's a nice spot. But but BC seems like the smarter place because you have so many great places. Let me ask you this: Would you buy a hockey team? No, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Minor league, maybe uh, Thunder Bay. You know what? I never even I never even entertained the idea of purchasing a sports team with my winnings. I would oh, I always think well, I never entertained it. I just real estate, dividend stocks, and cryptocurrency. Those were my those were my areas I would I'd put it in for the most part. So if you're gonna buy, let's say you're gonna buy a hockey team, how much is a hockey team worth, right? So Well saying, Dallas Cowboys are the most valuable franchise in all sports. Right, but I'm saying hockey team, they're saying the average NHL team is now worth about five hundred five million. Wow. But that's the average. So you're talking about getting the shittiest hockey team ever. Which is what the, the your, your favorite is. team, the Rangers, are worth one and a half billion. Which is the Penguins, right? They're the shittiest team ever. Huh. <laughs> That'd be the Flyers. I hate the Flyers. I hate Philadelphia. They're worth yeah, Penguins are worth five sixty. You know, I love we get such good followers from Philly and they hate us every week. They just send us hate mail. I love it. <laughs> so your Florida Panthers are worth 186 million. Uh, by the Florida Panthers. The cheapest so, team. Yeah, I'm looking at the list right now. Yeah. Ooh. It's all it's all the teams in places that, that don't belong there at the bottom. Tampa Bay, Nashville, Columbus, Carolina, Arizona, and Florida. Florida. Arizona, you can buy Arizona. It's not as far like from all the other stuff you want to ski. Where's uh all the Colorado Avalanche are only three sixty? You can buy two. They're worth two Florida Panthers. The Oilers are down to one seventy five. What? Oh, that's two thousand eight cost. Oh yeah, different world now. They're at four fifty five (laughs) now. World. Yeah. You know, the original six teams were all up there. Yeah. They're all in the top five. Somehow Vancouver's worth $745 million. Wow, that's surprising. They were lighting shit on fire when they lost the playoff. Holy crap, yeah. That is very surprising. The Lightning, 390. What about Lightning? Boom. <laughs> <laughs> but why? Is that Canadian dollars? Because, like, why are the Canucks worth so much? So how about this? I buy the Lightning. I build an apartment in there, stay, and I live at the stadium. <laughs> I, I, don't think, 
I need a place to live. You can do that. Who could stop you? You got a concert, like open the doors. I got open the windows. I'm master, I'm master, master of your own destiny, right? Talk about luxury box. That would be it. You could live in the scoreboard. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Make a giant scoreboard the size of the whole rink and make it like a glass ceiling. Like Jerry World. Just live in the fucking scoreboard. Glass floor. And you could just like like lay on the floor and watch the game. Ass cheeks just pressed up against pressing hand the whole time. That's an option, I guess. Yeah. It's an option. You could, like, you could like tint it out if you wanted to, like if you want some privacy. All right. How about this? Calgary Flames are 430, right? You buy them. You're close. You're in Calgary. You're like, you're like near Banff, right? Oh, yeah. That's, that's the, where you'd fly into. That's what I'm saying. See, that's, that's an option right there. So what do you pick as your Canadian spot then? Um, you know, I would lead towards Whistler because that's the only place I've been. But I think I'd need to take like a year to travel and then figure out where I want to be. Some discovery, yeah. But I like the East Coast too because you're closer to all the other stuff. Like if you did, let's say Quebec, Montreal, there's not much to ski Montreal. Quebec, I've never skied. It hurts like icy and cold. But I heard Quebec, Montreal is supposed to be great in the summer. Mm-hmm. So that's the other option. Like if you're going to stay there year round. You know, but that's the nice thing about being a multi, 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 multi millionaire is that you can just yeah fly there for four hundred bucks. Well, I'm saying Mario Mew would not live there if it wasn't dope, right? Um, he doesn't live there. He lives outside of Pittsburgh. Outside of Pittsburgh, he that's can live. Where, he can live wherever the hell he wants. That's what the myth is. He can live wherever he wants. You can afford it now. Dude, I would buy a big freaking sprawling, like I'd buy like 20 blocks in Detroit. (laughs) Put a big wall around it. Cards. I can live right there. Demo the shit. I can do anything I want. I can build rockets there. I can launch, I can launch a new SpaceX, Mario X right there. (laughs) I'm not sure what engineers you'd be getting working there, but yeah, that that is awesome. It'd be crackhead technology. Instead of cooking meth, cook fuel that's what i'm saying that could happen and then you'll be broke next year because they don't steal it it's possible all right buffalo savers with 350 well, buffalo though. buffalo sucks yeah i know i live there it sucks balls yeah i still can't believe the vancouver canucks are worth 745 million dollars yeah. that is blowing my mind do you want to buy the ducks you love the ducks don't you uh, team. adorable team. We love that. The Mighty Ducks. You want to be the Mighty Ducks. They're not mighty anymore. They've been demoted. They're just they're just ducks now. If you bought the ducks, could you change your name to the Dicks? Mighty Dicks. I mean, who could stop you at that point? You do what you want to do, right? Yep. Like colors are black and gray. That's it. Just fucking. <laughs> Just flesh colored. All neon. That's it. Just fucking neon. Neon everything. I'm not going to move a lot of product this way. (laughs) You don't care. You'd be like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. You buy the blue jackets. You do whatever the hell you want. Make their uniforms complete white. (laughs) Blend in with everything. Make it green. Like, why are the jerseys green to the blue jackets? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, so I think... Yeah, that so then like you know we drop to that lowest tier and yeah like I think Salt Lake City is just the best bet because it's not super expensive to be there and you have access to so many great mountains you have the airport 
But again, that legal weed, that's that's a rough one in Utah. But hopefully that our our senator buddy who went to Vegas and four percent beer, dude. That's that's what kills it for me. It's only on draft though. You know, you can't get the, the better stuff at the store or at the bar, but it's just the the draft. Yeah, it's remember like that bar we went to outside of uh little yeah. cottonwood and like the that like measuring of the liquor for the mixed drinks. Yeah. Like it was just it's like every it's like those like really nerdy kiss ass kids in, in school. Yeah. Like if they started a state, that's pretty much Utah. That's it. You know, like they just And then they have those rules like we we're gonna order a second beer for happy hour. I'm like, I'm sorry, you have to order food. And like, what? They're like, Well, well it is you have to order food if you're gonna have more than one beer. I'm like what the fuck is my mom around here? Like what's uh, going on? Like is, is she in the back? Like calling these rules? I think that's Utah's biggest concern right now is if they legalize weed, people are going to start smoking weed and going, so wait a minute, the guy who started our religion was a 14 year old con artist and we got to keep believing this. Uh Oh, I'm surprised they haven't changed those because people are going to get hurt. I mean, people come from like the Northeast and like, what the fuck did you say? I can't have another fucking drink. Tony Soprano burying a bunch of people in the, in the, over there. In the desert out there. Yep. If he skied, there'd be some shit going down. Just saying. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I think, I think the, the last tier would be my, my Salt Lake city choice because again, you can get a lot for your money out there and you've access to a ton of, of great areas. So, or the last tier might be, the $1 million luxury camper and just fucking drive around, baby. Oh, there would definitely be a, a camper involved in, in my winning, my, my winning dollars would definitely go to purchasing one of those. Dope ass camper with like the little mini Cooper at the back. It's fucking, that'd be great. Yeah. Right. Deploy the mini Cooper. Deploy the Cooper. We're going into town for the meal. Great. It just, but yeah, like you said, like one of the most fun things would just be to take like a whole year off just to cruise around and just, yeah, even kind of, you know, maybe everything that we, we think right now is all just based on the, the minimum of experiences we've had. But if we did do the big cruise and check out a bunch of different areas, we're like, oh no, we definitely move here instead. I couldn't deal with this place all year. So there's two things that I heard on that lottery changed my life for the lottery shows where they go through all the horror stories and people that you know how they're doing after winning the lottery and the two big takeaways that i got from that is number one don't claim the prize right away get a team of lawyers get your family safe and freaking then claim the prize right and number two is take a portion of the money like a little tiny portion which usually if you go to the law firm they will loan you the money and be like we'll take it out of your wings but like Here's this money. Go fucking blow it. Like mm-hmm. here's like ten grand, a hundred grand, depending on how much you win, and just blow it. Just don't come back with anything. Just fucking spend it on whatever you want. Just don't spend over a million dollars. You know what I mean? And go out and just fucking have a ball. And then once you get out of your system, you'd be like, all right, here's what I want to do with my money. Here's where I want to live. Here's what I want to do. Here's how I want to travel. Like you can figure that out. You know? Yeah, that's a good move. Same. Yeah. I want to have that problem. That's that's pretty cool problem right there. Yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. And again, you know, who knows how how we'll come into money in the near future. But you know, there's all different ways. You know, somebody and wants to sponsor us, go right ahead. It's true. We're adoptable too. We're so cute. Do you want to oh, pinch yeah. our cheeks? 
we are pretty cute. We're pretty lovable. I gotta say, I've been told I've been lovable. Well, yeah, you can pay us to hang out with you. We'll do that too. You know, if you uh, if you got a right. dope, if you're uh, got a great party and you got an awesome house out in you know Vale or Aspen or Jackson, and you need people to come populate your party who are awesome and fun and can have conversations and drink your booze, like we're those guys. Like we can help you out with that. So orange, orange sweatsuits to guard you wherever you go. We'll okay. wear them everywhere. We'll rock the orange sweatsuits. Hit us up, skibumpodcast.com or skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Under the ropes. We've only got one story this week because we talked a lot about Mega Millions. Oh, this story was magical. Oh, uh, this is a this is an interesting one. So the self-proclaimed pimp of the year has been found guilty of sex trafficking. What? I know. Who would have thought a pimp would, would be Bullshit. partaking in sex trafficking? Would set up like a mother. So a self-proclaimed pimp who bragged about his abuse of women on Facebook was found guilty Friday of sex trafficking and faces a life sentence. Lavellius King Casino Purcell, not to be confused with other Lavellius Purcells, would recklessly boasted of his pimp prowess on social media, evidence that featured prominently in his week-long trial in Manhattan Federal Court. King Casino was a pimp with a notoriously brutal set of rules he used to keep his victims under his control. We hope today's verdict brings at least some small measure of comfort to the victims of Purcell's unconsciousable crimes. Unconscionable? Unconscionable crimes. The... Purcell's rules required that women working for him call him daddy, not speak to other men unless they were customers, not have boyfriends, and not wear sneakers or loose-fitting clothing, the trial showed. Purcell, 40, also required that women brand themselves with a casino tattoo on their necks, already said. The prosecutors introduced Purcell's many Facebook posts in which he referred himself as the biggest pimp on the East Coast and a 2017 Pimp of the Year. Pimp, I could have been Pimp of the Year. Purcell of Hempstead, Long Island, allegedly exploited women around the country from 2012 to 2017, including in New York, Pennsylvania, and North Carolina. Damn, I grew up in Hempstead. Did you? Bad fucking neighborhood. Yeah. Purcell's attorney, Julian Harris Calvin, had argued he never forced any women into prostitution and that they were free to stop working for him. <laughs> God damn. Oof. That's pretty dark. trying to get to his uh, Facebook thing. Yeah, is it blocked or is it... Uh... Oh, he is. Yeah, he probably shut it down after he... Uh... Evidence. Yeah, it probably just shut it down. It keeps linking to different articles, right? On the Daily News' website. Yeah. King Casino Lavellius. Lavellius Purcell. Let's see. Yeah, Twitter, right? It's, uh, you know, as the cliche goes, it's hard out there for a pimp. Just pimping it. It's not easy. Pimping it easy. It's rough. 
I like songs about pimping it easy. Yeah, it's a, it's dark, man. You know, it, I I couldn't even imagine what sort of upbringing, childhood, and life you must have if you think being a pimp is a uh, a way you should be living your life. It just seems, you know, he had like an eye for business, but it was a business in like running girls. Which, if you use that power for good and not for bad, it could have been good. But hey, it is the oldest industry in the world, right? Then again, so is being a CEO of a company. Ayo. Yeah. Bunch of pimps that they are. Yep. Scumbags. They should all be thrown in jail too. You can't be a pimp and a prostitute too. Yeah. I actually was reading a fascinating article this past week, which could have also been part of Under the Ropes now that I think about it. Oh, what do you got? Let me find the name of it. I have it on my phone here. I, I it's it's pretty long. It's actually a you know, it sounds weird, but it was actually a paper, a white paper that was put out. And usually when I hear the term white paper, I'm already like falling asleep. White paper. But, but um white paper. Exactly. So racist. Um, this was all about cryptocurrency though. And it was it was a unique, different take than what you usually hear. And it kind of broke down, you know, this whole different thesis. And it, it was called why, what's really driving the cryptocurrency phenomenon. And it started, you know, it had, it's, it's multiple pages. Like it's a significant read. It's probably at least a half an hour to an hour read. Hmm. And they break everything down. You know, the timeline of Bitcoin, it goes into computer science and, but it also goes into some human psychology about, you know, working at a corporation and all the, the, the different ways that, you know, work has changed over the last hundred years, the different philosophies of, you know, how, how, you know, heads of areas treat employees, you know, from like the Ford model to, you know, I mean, Henry Ford was known for when there was a strike, they would bring in people to like shoot the protesters. I think, I think <laughs> Carnegie did that really? too. And then, Carnegie had to how to make friends, right? Uh, different Carnegie, <laughs> but yeah, same kind of thing. He was influencing the fuck out of people when he shot them. <sighs> yeah, gun because it's a very powerful, influential tool. Man, so you want people to get back to work? You shoot a few people, like I'm going back to work because I ain't getting shot. But yeah, but it kind of breaks down like the whole like managerial, like how managers you know treat employees, and yeah, like you said, like the CEOs, like. And just seeing over time how the CEO's compensation has grown exponentially versus the common employee's, yeah, you know, growth of of compensation, and how that really becomes like a a demotivator to a lot of people that are in technology and who are you know very who are you know brilliant at coding or development, and then how something open source in Bitcoin with you know, the way it it is an open source platform that these brilliant people would rather use that talent and volunteer and help grow the system stronger, investing in the, you know, purchasing the, the cryptocurrencies they're developing for and believing that long-term that'll make them more money because of the increase in value over time versus just working at a job for in a company they don't like, for a boss they don't who they think is an, an idiot and overpaid. 
Damn. Which is actually kind of an interesting philosophy. And I think it also shows how many people are making money outside of a corporate job right now. How many different ways there are to make money uh, doing your own thing, being an independent contractor, being on social media. Like there's, there's so many ways to make money. You don't need to have that nine to five, you know, shitty job that to make ends meet anymore. So I guess that wraps up the podcast for the week. Thank you everybody for listening. And if you were a mega millions winner and you're a skiing fan, please hit us up. And if you're not, if you didn't win the mega millions and just are a fan, you can hit us up too. We love you guys just as much. We don't care about money. We care about pow. We care about turns. We care about friends and having a good time. So hit us up. Skibumpodcast.com. Send us an email. Skibumpodcast.com at gmail.com. We're on the socials, twitter.com slash podcast, facebook.com slash podcast, instagram.com slash podcast. We are also on YouTube. Just do a search for us. We are on Pinterest as Highfalutins. And lastly, we're in SoundCloud as highfalutin ski bum. Thank you. Pinterest now. Pinterest pinning it up. So thank you again for listening and we'll see you guys next week. Stay hot, stay food. See ya.